0: Episode 44. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. Let's go down under, the land down under, yes to Australia. Now, I was confused. I was in London, but I got corrected by Clodagh. Cloda is an unusual amazing artist. Where do you hear her music and her fairy tales? She's like a uh, the princess of evermore. So strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Am I saying it right when I say Cloda? You are. Just Cloda, yeah. Cloda. Okay.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> I love the name. It's very very nice. So um today on the Dharmic evolution I'm so delighted to have Cloda with me and um, Cloda's a very unusual artist uh, but I love what you do so welcome from down under in Australia Sydney Australia to here in New Jersey and the world Cloda welcome to Dharmic evolution
1: thanks it's so great to be here
0: yeah thank you so um I had you all mixed up I had you uh in, I I told you I was in. I think I communicated that I was in London, but I meant that you were in London, uh, but you weren't in London. You were in Sydney. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, got a bit mixed up. I wasn't yeah. sure. If, um, London was just being used as the main port of call for all time. Or
0: <laughs> yeah. So give me your give me your um your origin. Did you did you grow up in London? Is that how it happened with you?
1: No, I'm not sure where you're getting London from at all, in fact. I'm actually just from, I wouldn't say rural New South Wales in, in Australia, but
0: uh, okay, I would
1: say more the country.
0: <laughs> right, okay. So, so you're born and bred Australian lady yes indeed okay very cool um which is good because i've been the last month really focusing on trying to ferret out more australian artists so i was so glad to get uh connected to you actually so um tell me uh how did how did your musical career start because you're you're i love your stuff i was checking it out this morning very early again for the second time and, okay. uh, and I really like what you do. You're, you've got your you own much. style. Yeah. It's really cool. So how did you, how did you get into this, uh, fairy tale world of music?
1: Oh dear. Well, it's kind of a long story, kind of a short story. Depends how long you want it. But, um, I want up, the
0: most just... entertaining version you can come up with. <laughs>
1: oh, entertaining. Okay. <laughs> There's a challenge in itself. Um, well, growing up, I mean, I always wanted to be a singer, et cetera. You can hear me recor- in recordings when I was in the bath at three years old, sort of composing some cross between Shirley Barber's fairy books and David Bowie's changes.
0: Oh, nice.
1: <laughs> I I a little bit of attainment. Apart from that, yeah, I picked up my first guitar at about 13 with my friend in school and just never looked back, I suppose.
0: Right. And and so when you started playing, like, did you realize right away that you had the songwriting instinct going on with you?
1: I suppose so, though strangely enough, I didn't actually start writing songs until a year later. I was more sort of helping my friend through her songs and rewriting parts. I was very lyrical back then, and the connection between music and words hadn't really <clears throat> quite attached itself to me yet.
0: So when you say, you know, a year later, it was all of 14, is that when you started writing?
1: All of 14, the oh year boy. I fell in love, in fact.
0: Oh, the year you fell in love?
1: That's what changes everything.
0: That, I guess <laughs> that does, that is a good catalyst, is it not?
1: Absolutely, the best I could have hoped for.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. So, so then what happened? Like once you realized that you had this going on, like what did you do with it? Like, what did you – you just said, hey, I'm going to just go out and perform. Did performing hit you right away or did you just keep writing?
1: Oh, no. Performing is still a very difficult experience for me. I find it hard to put myself out there. Um, I was mostly a bedroom writer, I suppose. I just kept writing and writing and writing and finding new ways to voice myself and finding new um, other artists to inspire me and just the – my artillery kept growing until it couldn't take any more and eventually I had to go somewhere with it, so started busking just on the streets of my hometown at the markets and got a good response from there and took it to university, I suppose.
0: <laughs> wow, so so you when you're doing your busking, which is, you know, just basically gigging out in the streets, right? Um yeah. Do you find that that is a better comfort level for you instead of being in front of like an audience who's all sitting down and riveting, you know, their attention on you?
1: At the time, I absolutely found that way more comforting. The anonymity of it is just, oh, it's a blessing.
0: <laughs> right, right. You can you can just look like, like you can just kind of hide by ignoring all these people who are walking past you and not get intimidated. <laughs>
1: Exactly Didn't have to make too much eye contact Could just hide away in my songs And right. let them pass me by And if people liked me Then they could drop me a dollar or two And I'd be very happy
0: There you go That's awesome Hey, I'm going to play a track here This is called Ghost in the Wires With Clodagh
2: Tangible glue Opaque's the sun's rays where of darkness Fragile as air Weave in the window I Dust sweeps the broom In this derelict hell Where skeleton creatures slow down
0: That's really awesome, Clodagh.
1: Thank you so much. I'm yeah. glad you like it.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. See, aren't you glad I pushed you to put that song up?
1: <laughs> well, we'll see, we'll see about that.
0: You, you, were, you. you were reticent to put it up there, but I, I insisted. I love that song. That's really, it, I, I, it's eerie, mysterious, poetic, and very beautiful. And um, I love that. that line. Dust sweeps the broom in this skeleton hell.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: that's awesome
1: about really light happy things of course
0: <laughs> i'm sorry say it again
1: i love to write about really happy light things of course yeah.
0: <laughs> hey whatever whatever it takes to get the song across so um you are definitely into you know um you're into poetry big time and you're also into um like forest medieval And uh, can you talk a little bit how you got interested in those storybook type subjects as a little girl, I'm assuming?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, my family are actually medieval reenactors.
0: Oh, okay. There we go.
1: (laughs) And so from when I was born, I was out at our um, local pine forest very, very often. It was a second home to me. And I would always just run through the woods and get lost with the other little girls my age. And we'd create our own stories and find all these beautiful mysteries. And at the same time, I had my parents reading to me all the beautiful old myths and legends they could find. And it just sunk right in.
0: Right. So so this really intrigued you and you just decided, hey, I got the music. Because you, you seem to have um, tapped into the... The, the most, the, you know, the musical, you know, vein that really supports this interest. It sounds like you nailed it. It sounds like, you know, it's just really, really, um, I love the space in it. You know, you have a lot of air in your songs, which is really great. And the production is so supporting. Tell me about who was also um, singing with you on the track. Who was that?
1: <laughs> it was actually um, a housemate and ex-partner of mine. His name is Mitchell Legg. Okay. Fantastic singer now, but um, yeah, it was a bit of a hard song to sing with him because we were going through a breakup at the time.
0: Oh wow, yeah, that's challenging.
1: And the uh, song was, in fact, a bit of an ode to the man I had to leave him for. So.
0: Right. Okay. So, find- uh, so is has he recovered yet? Pardon? Has he recovered yet? <laughs>
1: <laughs> recovered is <as> in. <laughs>
0: I mean, from you know, he's you know, you're no longer with him. So is he? Is he okay?
1: (laughs) Doing just great. He's actually got his own band, Opus of a Machine. Uh They're prog prog metal, and they're doing really really well at the moment. So
0: fantastic.
1: Living at large.
0: (laughs) Yeah, great. Hey, tell me about your songwriting process. Like, um, how do you put your music together? Like, do you do you all of a sudden have like you know, an idea of a title, do you sit at a guitar, at a piano? What's what's the best way for you to come up with your music?
1: Oh, it's different every time, but I find that my best songs usually come with the combination of a few things, actually. First, it has to be a general mood that's filling me that coincides with a fable or a myth or a legend. And I can find lots of symbols that connect and entwine around each other. And then often one phrase will catch me. For this one, it was actually Ghosts in the Wires.
0: Right. Can Um, you talk a little bit about that? Like, um, just give us the backstory on Ghosts in the Wires. What is it about?
1: So, it's... uh, (laughs) There's a lot of layers, so it's hard to pick the starting layer. I suppose I found myself in the situation of Rapunzel, but reversed. Okay. So, um... I found that the prince in my life, I suppose, <laughs> to put it cornerly, was um, sitting in his towel waiting for me while I, in the meantime, was the prince of the story, just telling him to wait a little longer and I'd come to find him, but there were just so many obstacles in the way and meanwhile it felt like the whole story was still being written. Ghosts in the Wires was in itself a... Um, a metaphor for the spiders in the window of the tower
0: <laughs> oh okay
1: and, and the three fates that sort of spin that story and create it as we go
0: it's a great title i mean it immediately like brings this uh you know vision into your mind i gotta know about this song this is so cool hey let's um let's do another one here and this is uh called gold
2: Within my powers To hold your soul at home with mine And as I lay I felt it there All oh, a talking and a terror At the stretch of our gold twine For our gold, gold It burns brighter than the sun Oh, our gold, gold Is older than a flesh and blood Makes me end where I've begun You saw the tears on the tip of my nose As we rose, my love in the dawning Your eyes held my stare as your arms held me there All your sweet lips forbidding my morning You said, darling, don't you cry, i tell you why you just a short while Well, I'll be home and kneeling at your feet I said, sweetheart, don't you understand I don't cry for your back. For our goal to everything else Beat For our goal For our goal For our goal to everything else Beat Well there was nothing we could do We had to leave We had to move his precious body Far from mine But as I lay That night I thought I felt him by my side Connected through that golden twine I felt his tears on the tip of my nose
0: Great, great track. Love the gold. Love the gold.
1: <laughs> Thanks so much. Yes.
0: Hey, um, tell me a, a little bit about your production and how, you know, who is working with you to get this great production?
1: The funny thing was, all through university, I struggled really hard to find someone who could help me let out the sound that I was hearing in my head when I wrote the songs. Right. And I went through every semester, I went through about two different people trying really badly, and no one could really define what I was after. And eventually I got to this stage where I just put my foot down and said, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> and, really?
0: And so you're doing your own production?
1: Yeah. Well, I haven't found anyone else that can quite simply. I'd love to hand over the reins, but...
0: Well, you know, I, 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 that doesn't surprise me because... Um, I could definitely see where a lot of people walked in and, and probably pro- threw in all the pop stuff, and, and your music is not even close to that. I mean, you have this very distinct, very free-spirited sound, uh, very stripped down, which is, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, I really like the air and the space that you have in your music. I think it really, it really fits you. Thank so, you, yeah. so you're you're not only a great artist and writer, but and singer, but you you're now you're a good producer as well.
1: I wouldn't say a good producer, but at least one can that can fit my own styles. Yeah. I haven't tried else yet? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's great. Hey, so talk about the uh, uh, school for a minute, uh, Queensland Conservatorium that you went to. Can, yeah. Can you give us that story? How did how did things go there, and how did it help shape your music and and you basically?
1: Oh, it was a, a whole different world. Um, it's a sort of specialist course, only like 50 people in a year, and you become a family of sorts during your time there. 50? Fif-
0: five zero? That's all?
1: Yeah. Wow. Just, <laughs> so, you had to audition to get in and everything, but um, but you meet all sorts of people there, but they all fit into the same bunch of fantastic weirdos, luckily enough. <laughs> <laughs> And the the struggle was really for me um, trying to find my niche, even within that bunch of fantastic weirdos, (laughs) because my music tended to be a lot a lot stranger than everyone else's. There,
0: Um, right? Stranger, good stranger. It's just it's (laughs) different. Like everybody was probably playing rock or pop or metal or whatever.
1: That was it, yeah. (laughs) And
0: then and then along comes Clodagh and says, "Oh no no no, I have a whole different spin on the world. Check this out, right?" (laughs)
1: <laughs> pretty much my producers uh not producers my lecturers appreciated it but the um students didn't quite know what to make of me
0: right well you're <laughs> um well you seem like a very young lady but you you're 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 really evolved as as an artist i mean uh you know you can just tell by listening so so go on about um about the uh queensland so so what else happened there a lot of good relationships develop
1: oh fantastic ones um met some really best friends that helped evolve my music and really pushed me to get out there and start gigging finally. And that in itself improved me as an artist, I think. Right. And not only that, but being able to realise that only I could really know what I wanted in my production instead of trying to palm it off to other people to try and sort my own stuff out. Right. Yeah.
0: And and tell me about the live scene, like when you play live. Um, how do you how do you approach it? Do you do a solo act with just you and a guitar, or do you usually bring people, like you know, two or three people with you?
1: Um, I've tried a few different setups now. Um, the full band I had at one stage was absolutely fantastic. There was a lot of power and drive behind it, which I hadn't experienced at other times. But
2: right.
1: again, the musicians themselves weren't really set for my type of music and so it, it never quite reached the stage i wanted it to so i have found that in more recent times my my best setup for performing live is definitely just myself and a violin actually
0: oh really that, okay
1: that celtic interesting feel in behind
0: so when you say yourself so you're playing are you playing violin you play the violin
1: <laughs> i'm actually learning the violin right now because want to be able to record on my own violin as well but no i usually get someone else to play otherwise i wouldn't be able to play guitar well that's
0: that's why i was confused i'm like well wait there's another surprise here what is she doing now i i I had this vision in my mind like wow she's really talented she's playing (laughs) violin guitar and singing so i got a
1: one-man band going to
0: myself (laughs) yeah hey let's play another one here this is called um this is the dream of Iphigenia. um and we'll talk about this <laughs> yeah I gotta work on that yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> they hacked her in half and tore the horns from her in the morning you could smell the blood Didn't make a difference While I'm you sure run the no more oh, oh darling, oh dear, oh darling What you're we for? When we... can Protect you You don't too loud. Don't know what a huntress do Lover, lover, you were Now the blame was all so petrified. So petrified.
0: Wow, that's great. That's really, really great. Okay, so first things first, straighten me out on the pronunciation.
1: <laughs> no, you did excellently. I did. That's. That's as good as I can get for it. Absolutely.
0: Oh, I thought I thought you were you were saying to me, "Hey, you don't know how to pronounce it." I'm assuming this is the Greek Greek mythology. Uh, absolutely. It okay.
1: Is, yes. No, I went for a long time not being able to pronounce it myself. You'll <laughs> notice that there's no actual lyric of the name in the entire song. Very
0: strategically. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's okay because it's tough to get a rhyme out of Iphigenia. You know, um, <laughs> you know that's a lot of syllables in there. So let me let me start with this. Um, are you playing guitar on that? Yes. yes. Kick ass, girl! Oh my <laughs> oh, God! Are you, you are you classically trained?
1: No, not remotely. No, just Man, picked it up and got- went.
0: You got you got some great riffing there. I love your attack and your approach on the. I mean, just really, you have um, a very distinct and cool, cool sound. I don't even know what that is, but it's it's that is just
1: the sound of untrained.
0: <laughs> yeah, but untrained is good sometimes, you know. Uh, I'm very untrained as well, but I, I just I love the guitar playing. It's just really fantastic. So, so again, now let's talk about the production of that song. And well, first of all, tell me about. You know, let's let's go over the um the subject matter, uh Iphigenia. Can you just, you know, tell us about that and how you came to write that?
1: Absolutely. Well, um, of course the myth was sort of very deep buried in my own subconscious. And I remember having a very dark dream actually, in which I was stumbled across the body of a um a deer in the forest one time and The sudden panic and fight or flight sort of feeling that hit me in the dream, and I woke up and I thought straight away that's the that's the moment where um where she was sacrificed in the old um old myth of um Agamemnon. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I I'll just skip over the myth quickly just so people have some context. Um, So, King King Agan (sighs) about a bit of a mouthful. King. King Agamemnon.
0: Yeah, that's a um, tough one to say. Agamemnon, yeah. yeah.
1: Wants to win a war, so he asks right. his um, high priest, um, What can I do? High priest counsels the spirits or the gods and says, You have to sacrifice your only daughter, which is Iphigenia. Um, he says, Okay, and just does it, which is absolutely obscene and horrendous. Um, Athena, the god he's sacrificing it to, at the very last moment, there's some speculation whether she changes Iphigenia into a deer or whether Iphigenia is substituted for that deer and the deer dies in her place. But it's a big, beautiful sort of dark story about sacrifice and betrayal and just that panic and regret that would hit that father as well the second that the deed was done.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay. So so then you got this idea, you wrote the tune, and then you came up with this awesome um the guitar seems to be the the core base of the song. Everything's kind of surrounding. I, I feel the production is surrounding the guitar riffs. So how did you come up with the drums? Um, I hear this in your songs often. You have this very, very symphonic, percussive feel to your stuff, which just accentuates the, the songs in my mind.
1: That drum beat was always in my mind. It was always that surround sound of of heartbeat everywhere, frantically pushing, and luckily enough, I was working with a um, boy called Daniel um, who lived in my house and was attending the university with me, and he was a drummer and practicing be- to be a producer as well, and he recorded those for me, and we just grinned each, at each other at the first take because we knew we had something really special with those.
0: So so those were live drums, correct?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, they sound great. The whole production great. sounds really great. So you're you're like you know you seem like you were um, you were from another era. You you come across like you're this poetic princess that should be living in a castle, <laughs> and here you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
1: wish I know that. Uh, my dad once got named King of the Medieval Society, and so for a year back when I was younger, I was a princess, and I think that might have gone to my head a little too
0: much. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It it feeds the artist in you, right? It's
1: the music, yeah. You can't object with that.
0: <laughs> no, you can't. Hey, um, Clodagh, tell me a little bit about the music scene in Australia. Now, um, I think you're the. I think you're like my third or fourth interview, and I'm I'm really excited to be, um, you know, meeting new people in Australia and finding out about the different talents and artistic, um, you know, uh. Avenues that are happening down there. Can you tell me what it's like in Sydney and uh, some of the hotspots for playing out live and just you know, just interacting with other musicians and what's everybody doing? You know, what's it like socially?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's actually not quite as, as much as you'd expect in Sydney, which is a real shame. I know there's a lot happening in Melbourne and a decent amount actually happening on the Gold Coast where I was playing heaps at university but um around here in glebe in newtown there are lots of um open mic nights and sort of acoustic nights which i attend and um also there are lots of celtic nights where i'm starting to learn some more traditional stuff which is great to go back to those roots but um yeah there's not as much as i'd be hoping for unless you really break into that scene that's been established there for years but it's a hard one to get into i'll tell you that
0: <laughs> so so melbourne is the hot is the hottest spot
1: absolutely everybody is racing as fast as they can to melbourne at the moment
0: <laughs> oh, okay okay because i wasn't sure like uh, you know big country and uh you know a lot of ground but i know <laughs> i know the music business is probably not quite as um as robust as as a place like, you know, L.A. or Nashville or Boston or something like that. Yeah, sorry, Nashville. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, um, I also wanted to ask you about, you did a a gig um, where you were playing a festival recently, right? Um, The Celtic Celtic. Festival?
1: That's Celtic, yeah.
0: Oh, the Celtic Festival. Okay, so tell us about that. How was that? I mean, you said you had some struggles with playing live, but is that something that's just in your past and it's over with now, or are you more comfortable now on stage, like in, in front of big audiences?
1: It's it's a bit of both. The um, difficulty that came with the uh, Celtic festival was actually the clientele were a lot older than I was expecting. <laughs> and so I think a lot of my music was very aggressive and very in-your-face rather right. than the um, gentle bagpipes that they'd been hearing up until that point. Right. Um it yeah it took me till the second day to learn how to communicate with that new crowd and it was really through explaining the music and and talking through it there was um one particular song i've actually written about my grandmother and her relationship with my grandfather especially when he um especially when she passed away a couple of years ago and i had a beautiful beautiful moment in the middle with that audience where we were just all crying i was crying as i was playing and you could see them crying and it was a bit of a tear fest but it was a really beautiful beautiful experience
0: well that's great i mean you you um seem to have tapped into something there to make your your experience more comfortable i mean because i I personally like when i hear you know an artist get up there and, and reveal something about themselves and it, it, I, I think it just enhances the connection, you know, between you and your audience. I mean, they feel like they can really understand you more. So do you feel like that is something that, that was just a one-off, one-time thing? Or are you incorporating that into your live act now?
1: Oh, definitely incorporating that. You, um, of course, you need to speak your audience. I mean, not everyone wants to cry. And right. As it was an elderly audience, I mean, everyone had lost someone there, which was heartbreaking. But beautiful to share right right share that emotion but it definitely made me realize that to be myself and to really allow myself to feel everything and everything in my music because my music itself is very emotional so you can probably yes, tell yes um, and it's it's going to be half a performance if i don't actually show that on stage and really give myself to people like that
0: right right so um so tell me now that you've got this you know you've got a taste of what it's what it's like out there as far as performance and you've done a bunch of different gigs what's your favorite gig big festivals small intimate coffee houses where do you feel like you're really plugged in the best
1: Oh I think it would be a tie between um Tie between the performance I did with my band when I had a band um, where everyone was on cushions. It was probably about 50 or 60 people, so not huge but not tiny either, all, all splayed out in the grass in a field. And just the power that thrown through everyone and everyone turned and looked up immediately when we started playing. And that was a really fantastic vibe. Right. Tie between that and definitely that experience with, um, with everybody at the festival where yeah. we got real sad together.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's so intimate. I mean, it's just, you know, yeah. you're, you're, everybody's plugged their emotions into what you're doing and, and invested in that. So it's really special. Hey, let's go in and play a track here called The Sun.
2: It was a swift thought Unsuccessfully quenched And oh, when he spoke I could not believe a thing it was Too right And when I fell it, swept us inside out No one I called He came and died. I could not breathe It was Too right And he pled Don't hate me could not bear to see you on my life. And he begged on his knees. Then he touched me and he begged me. Good night. Good. But I saw him peeking. Oh, I caught his eyes. I was a moth trapped in his flame. And he burned so bright. And this was too right Dazzled and
0: Very, very, um, very ethereal and very beautiful.
1: Thanks so much.
0: Are you? Um, are you? You're playing violin on that?
1: No, I'm not. My friend Miranda was at the time. Just Great. Before she gave up violin forever, so I was lucky to get that. <laughs>
0: Excellent cuz I was I said man we, you know I see in here you said you're slowly growing tolerable on the violin and harp and I'm going that's her playing the violin oh my god <laughs> not very, very not at all I'm going to go burn my les paul now after hearing that um <laughs> it was <laughs> great track and all of the or, uh the the vocal orchestrations you know the harmonies you're you're pulling this uh, this whole different vein to support what you're doing. Like, it's it's unexpected, and it's really, really beautiful.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I actually ended up writing those just spur of the moment in the studios just on the night we were recorded the main vocals, in fact. So
0: you, so you just had a, that burst of inspiration, said, I hear this supporting the song, and just went for it.
1: Yeah, I'd always heard a choir behind, but I never imagined that I could do it. But then I thought, it needs it. It needs something, and all the harmonies came together very easily and very perfectly. So it was a real score.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's great. And the the production, again, I love your production along with your music. Hey, tell us about The Sun, just, um, you know, uh, poetically. Like what, you know, just give us the snapshot of what that's about and where it came from.
1: Oh, quite simply, The Sun is about true love and the person who is meant for me in this world and, it was about finding that and losing it just as fast and all the anguish and all the pain and all the unsureness that came with that. Unsureness is that even right. uncertainty. There we go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Unsureness is good. I get it. Okay.
1: There we are, yeah.
0: So 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 it's about lost love, found love and lost love?
1: Yes. I suppose to sum it up very neatly, that is it, yeah.
0: Okay, I also want to ask you about. Um, there's a statement in your bio where you. <laughs> this is about the Conservatorium of Music moving into a constantly rotating sharehouse of musicians. Clodagh performed, drank, and sang in stairwells, <laughs> carefully honing her art <laughs> into the form it has taken so far. I laughed out loud when I wrote that because I just had this vision of you, like you know, running up and down these. Uh, you know, these circular uh, cement or concrete staircase like in the castle. The castle keeps coming into my mind. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> and and like, you know, with a bottle of wine in one hand and a and a ukulele in the other or something and, have and
1: ukulele. That's perfect, yes.
0: Yeah, and crafting this amazing music <laughs> with the natural reverberation in the castle. So <laughs> Oh
1: wow. So you you've actually captured it very well. The most infuriating part of having to record at uni was that I couldn't record in the stairwells while I wrote the music and I played the music to myself till I liked it enough.
0: (laughs) Okay. So that was so cool. I mean, a whole cartoon popped into my head when I read that line. It was just perfect. (laughs) So...
1: Sums me up entirely, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: no, no, it's great. Hey, so so how often do you go out and you do your busking? Is that something you do like weekly, a couple times a month, or how often do you go out and do that? I'm
1: just starting to get into it actually. I've only done it a few times in Sydney. I'm finding it um difficult to find the right places. Right. I don't want to intrude on everyone on Central Key, but um but I think that's where it's gonna be at, so I'll have to mosey up there and hope i don't steal anyone's
0: spot <laughs> yeah you got to find you know it's it's because you need pl- places that are um you know where it's not too noisy a train station doesn't work and you know a bus station they're kind of noisy you know so uh actually yeah hey um as we're starting to wind down here i want to know about getting your music out how are you getting your music out to people and where can people find Cloda i mean wh- where can we uh where can we buy your music
1: Buying is a difficulty. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I I just don't really want to sell until I have something I'm really, really satisfied with. Okay. I'm happy enough with the tracks, and you can, of course, listen to them on SoundCloud. I'd love you to, everybody, get on SoundCloud, and give me a listen, give me some feedback, tell me what you think it needs, and eventually I'm really going to up the ante a little bit, find a producer, a real one, not just friends at uni, who can take my music to the next level and get an EP out.
0: Right. Okay. So well you have enough tracks there for an EP now, right? I mean, uh the the four that we just played. I mean, I think they're they're awesome. I mean, you know, let's uh can I can I throw in a suggestion and a request that you put that out on an EP and, and then <laughs> and then we can go and buy your music, but for for anybody who wants to um you know to listen to cloda just go to uh it's cloda robinson dash watts w a t t s so it's c l o d a g h cloda am i saying it right Clodagh? yep yep oh, okay cuz i you know i i must pronounce your name right or i'd be the laughing stock
1: <laughs> well technically the emphasis is on the clo but i i don't care
0: <laughs> right but I didn't call you Clo Dag, which was good. You know? Yes, I did that's it I, you know definitely I, an improvement. Yeah. It's
1: actually an <laughs> a demon in my family to call me Daghead, which is beautiful.
0: <laughs> is that what that means? Daghead?
1: <laughs> it doesn't mean that no. Um, oh
0: thank God. <laughs>
1: yes, thankfully, no. My my name has the very ephemeral um meaning of river water flowing over a stone, which is the nicest I've been able to get out of it.
0: <laughs> that's beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. Yes, it's very earthy. I like that. Hey, um, so Cloda, it's really great to have you on Dharmic Evolution today and I really enjoy your music and what you're doing with it. I all the success in the world to you. And um for anybody that wants to reach you, do you have um do you have a website up or should we just go to SoundCloud to check you out?
1: Um I do have a website up, but it's still under construction.
0: Okay. Do you have the the title of it yet?
1: Um, not so much. I'm afraid. No. Okay. Still, still a work in progress. But check out SoundCloud and hopefully I'll be able to post a link up there. I'm also on Facebook. You can find links to both my website and my SoundCloud on there if you have a look for me.
0: Great. We Lovely. will. We
1: will. So fun to be here. Thank you.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely look for you there and. Um, you know, once again, it was really wonderful to come down under and visit with you today in Sydney, Australia, and uh, all the continued success, Cloda, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you real soon.
1: You too. Thanks so much, James.
0: You got ghosts in your wires? You dream of gold? Or do you dream of Iphigenia or the sun? That was cool. Hanging with Cloda. What an artist. Was that cool or what? I love that. I love her uniqueness and uh, what a great sense of humor too. She was so cool. So I hope you guys had a great time on the Dharmic Evolution. Check out Cloda on all the sites. You can pick it up on the show notes. Also swing over to DharmicEvolution.com. Check out all the cool content over there. Don't forget the download is free, but the content is priceless. So I hope you guys had a great time today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. Until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage.